Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege to talk to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial spaces, and we get to hear their stories. Well, today's guest has spent the last three decades building his business by showing other businesses how to have more fun through dynamic and innovative team bonding activities. He helps companies and organizations build better teams. He's the founder and creator of opportunities with team bonding, David Goldstein. Welcome, David. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And and I was just telling you, I love your your title, the creator of opportunities. You have a, you have several creative titles in your uh, in your LinkedIn history. You're an expert. You're a creator of opportunities. Tell me about your 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 choosing of titles. You know, choosing. I think you know, as you mature and as you get older, and the longer you're in a business, you you get you can do things that are a little out of the ordinary. And I think what I like to do is exactly what happened here. You know catch them with a title. I could be founder, I could be, you know, president, but creator of opportunities basically puts it out there that I am open to an opportunity. You know, yeah. if you find me or see me or talk to me or um, there's there's an opportunity, whether it's something I'm looking for or maybe something you're looking for. But I, you know, I, I think that's, you know, that's kind of the baseline of my idea guy type of thing. Yeah. Well, I want to talk all about how uh, the company you're, you're running had, kind of came to be, but to start off, tell everybody what team bonding is. Bird's eye view, what do you guys do? Oh, it's it's, a, it's an interesting question now because it, what it is and what it was. I mean, we bring people together, um, you know, whether it be through scavenger hunts or cooking programs or uh, training events. We've, we find ways to bring people together um, through having fun, through playing, through learning, and, you know, to trust each other. So we have and I have, you know, created a number of different options and events and activities and things that people um, do together, either virtually or in person. Yeah. Well, then let's go back a little ways. Um, you started this, I think I read somewhere in your garage, right? A long time ago, you started doing some events. Tell me a little bit about that. Very close. It was in my, it was in my basement. Okay. So the funny part of the basement, the basement had eight foot ceilings, maybe, maybe a little bit less than eight foot ceilings. And we used to, we used to interview people. First of all, they'd have to come to the backyard of the house. And if they couldn't find where the door to the office was, they didn't make the interview. So sometimes we'd find people wandering in the backyard and we'd have to bring them down to the basement. But we did find one guy who found his way down to the basement, but he was taller than our ceiling. So uh, many, you know, it, it started there. And obviously, eventually we grew up, grew up and out of the basement. But um, yeah, that's it. It started there with a couple people. And um, it started originally, not the com- current company, but originally we were the first ones in the U.S. to do Murder Mystery Dinner Theater. Okay. I've done, been doing that for about 30 years. All right. So tell me how that started then. Uh, what were you doing before that? Why, what, what made you decide to kind of like make a business out of doing this? 
I used to be the program director of a company called Learning Adventure, which is similar to like Learning Annex. So we used to do courses, events, activities, and I would come up with these different things. And one of the things I came up with was a sleazy bar hopping tour. So I took people around Boston by, by school bus into sleazy bars. Um, and one of the bars said, David, you know, we have a basement. And you can have any, you can have the basement, anything you want to put in there. I'll give you 30% of the bar. You can do anything you want. And I was 25 years old. I'm like, oh boy, you know, I've got lots of ideas. And the idea we settled on was a murder mystery dinner theater. So mm. it was a combination of like a sheer madness at the time in a medieval manner. So it was uh, 80 people in the basement and we would create different activities where they'd solve murder mysteries. Uh, the actors would double as the waiters and everything would happen all around the dinner table. And, you know, it's still around and, you know, it's everywhere now, but it's, it started there in Cambridge. How cool is that? I, I, I've been to uh, dinner, uh, murder mystery dinner theater before. I love those. Those are so exciting. And it's interesting to know that it kind of started back then. Uh, so how did it grow from there? Like, how did you kind of uh, start adding on different activities as you as you grew? It started out, you know, it's, it's, it's a good story. So it started on different things. So Mystery Cafe had um, six locations in the Boston area. My father opened up one in Philadelphia. My uh, college friend opened up one in Providence. Another college friend opened up one in San Diego. So we had 20 different mystery dinner theaters, all licensed to us, you know, mm. in the late 80s, um, which was great until it wasn't, until everyone was doing dinner theater. And then mm. they were banging down my door to pay the bills. And we, we couldn't because there were newer things. There were other dinner theaters that were newer and better. So that's the first pivot where we pivoted from a, a murder mystery dinner company to a corporate entertainment company to eventually a team building company. Mm. So tell me, tell me about that pivot then. How did you kind of, how did you have to organize that kind of change? Was it quick or is it over time? How did you? It was some combination of, I mean, you know what they say? They say, be nice to people on the way up the ladder because you're going to meet them on the way down. Mm. But when you owe people money. They are not nice. They're not nearly as nice as when you first met them. They, they threatened to take your house. They threatened to take your car. They, you know, there was a lot of things that was happening that basically had me looking uh, to get a job. And I was looking to get a job. And my daughter at the time was seven. And, she, and this was early in the Internet, back in the Mosaic days. I go to the library, too, and I'm looking for a job. And she goes, Dad, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for a job. I want to do something where I can just go to work and come home. And the two don't mix. And, you know, people aren't, you know, threatening me all the time. And she said, Dad, I don't want you to get a job like Amy's dad. It's like, what kind of job does Amy's dad have? And Amy's dad had a job where he got up in the morning before Amy got to, went to school and came home at night after Amy went to sleep and never saw Amy. And she said, Dad, I don't want you to get a job like that. And I was like, I don't want a job like that either. So I looked and saw what, what I did and what I could do, and I found team building. So yeah. I looked at the products that I had, the customized murder mysteries, the spy games, the uh, limousine scavenger hunts, and I created team bonding as a way to get into something that everyone wasn't doing. It wasn't a want to do, it was a must do. You know, people needed team building to bring their teams together, to work better together, to grow their companies. And even when the companies got smaller, they still needed people to work together. So team bonding was born right around 1999. Yeah. Uh, you know, right around when Mystery Cafe was ending, and team bonding was starting. Yeah. And then, so how did you go to market then? Uh, was it just locally? I know that you, you serve folks all over the place now, right? We do. And, and the internet really started with that. You know, I like to tell people that in the, in the beginning, you know, I was able to advertise on Google in every location, every city under every keyword I wanted. And I was number one. Huh. That was a long time ago. Sure. 
Um, and the internet really opened us up, you know, because people would call us from everywhere. And, you know, once we would do one event, then they had another part department and the company would choose us. And we were doing all these events all over the country. And I was flying facilitators all over. And um, it really, it, it, it tapped a chord. And basically the business, life has grown up around it. So now people are doing things for company culture, employee engagement, employee retention, mm-hmm. all the things that are popular now, you know, team, team building is the center of. Because yeah. they they need that to to continue to grow and to continue to reward and and encourage and uh, recognize their employees. So tell us a little bit about what kind of things teams or what kind of skills and uh, I guess growth teams can expect from the kind of activities that you guys have. Well, a lot about when we started, and you know, we're in the strange place where. You know, up until March last year, we were doing everything in person. And ever since March last year, we we're doing everything virtually. So mm-hmm. there was another pivot there. But prior to that, and even now, it's you're trying to, you know, you're working with someone at the office. You're working a, a lot of hours, almost more than you're at home. And you need, you know, I need you, Jeff, to, to trust me. So how am I going to get you to trust me? To tell you, Jeff, can you trust me? Or can I put you, put put us together in our office and do something which enhances trust? You know, let's mm-hmm. cook. Let's let's sculpt ice. Let's go on, you know, let's uh, do an escape room. There's so many different ways that we can bring people, not necessarily artificially, but to bring people to trust each other. So back when they're at work, they can go, oh, Jeff, God, remember when we did this last week? You know, can you help me with this project I'm working on? Mm-hmm. Instead of just passing you as, my, as I go by on my desk, you know, on my way to my desk. So a lot of it is building trust amongst employees and getting them to work together so they can, you know, do things that are need, the company needs um, you know, at the office. Yeah. And I know that you mentioned that there was, you know, a lot of different companies are kind of starting to do this. Tell us a little bit about how you uh, innovated throughout those. I mean, in 30 years, you guys have been through a lot of changes. Tell me kind of some of the areas where you guys innovated to kind of set yourself apart from the others. Well, I've always been the type of person that that looked to the future, you know, what's coming next. So, you know, initially we were doing um, things like spy school and, and um, innovative games. But then we were, you know, we started with Polaroid scavenger hunts. So Polaroid scavenger hunts went to digital scavenger hunts. Digital scavenger hunts went to GPS scavenger hunts. GPS scavenger hunts have gone to uh, iPad scavenger hunts. And so it's, you can even see the progression in one particular product of, of, of the way technology and time have changed the things. Yeah. We did the same with culinary team building, where we got people to you know, to work together by making a meal without recipes. Oh wow! Yeah, you're trying to do things where the boss isn't the leader in mm-hmm. the building event. You want everyone to be on equal footing and to to draw out different skills. So in everything we've done, so technology, uh, you know, we started with. Um, the GPS type events, and then now we're doing the iPads, and now we're doing virtual reality, and now we're doing virtual. Yeah. So the, the you know the way uh, the world has gone, the technology and team building has kind of gone along with it, and we've been there every step of the way. And tell us a little bit about um, this. So tell us about some of these activities, a little more details. Like when you mentioned Spy School, that made me kind of interested. I'm like, what what is what is that? If my company wanted to do something like that, what what would be involved? Well, it's it's a live event or an in person event. And when we started that, it was actually really funny. We we um, got to work with uh, the government, you know, a government spy organization, you know, the the National Reconnaissance Organization, and we were we were so excited. My facilitator at the time was like, "I am going to train spies to be spies." And we had to go, 
all these exercises, master of disguise and code breaking and all the things. And he was like, I'm going to meet the next James Bond. And he went down to Washington, D.C. and met that room of 200 future spies. They weren't James Bond. They were geek. <laughs> they were all on computers. They were, they were decoding things. They were, they were the last person that, you'd, you know, if you watch a James Bond movie, that you would think that was, that was going to be in your event. But so, um, so it started with, with, with spy games, but it's, it's, it's changed. We always look for, for different ways to, to take people out of their comfort level. Like ice sculpting is, you know, a, a team building event where they'll start with a block of ice and an idea, and they'll, cre- they'll create something, you know, out of that block of ice. And the things that we've seen, the logos, the, uh, the various shapes and things that people have created just shows the creativity of people working together. Yeah. And that's fascinating. Yeah. Tell me about uh, how, um, I guess, I guess how you guys have grown and what were the tipping point? I know that the one was obviously when your daughter had that conversation that this is not the type of job we want for me and my family. Um, what about for the organization as a whole? Like, were there, were there any like big companies that have come in that kind of like made you feel like, okay, we're, we're getting noticed now. This is, this is, this is the big time. What were those kind of moments for you? Um, I mean, there were a number of different moments, whether, um, you know, in, in time, whether it be the recession where we had to reinvent or whether it be nine 11, when we had a, we had a program called Die Hard. Mm. The idea, you know, they had to defuse a bomb. In a company, we had to book that day on 9/11, wow. and have never booked it again. Sure, you know, things have changed. Uh, the recession, we had to go back to. We, we had a whole uh, um, category of charitable events. So we um, a charitable event was perfect for the recession because it was a way to bring people together as a team to donate something to charity and then give back to the community. So we build bikes, we do build military care kits, we build cancer care kits. You know, there are so many different things that companies and teams have been able to do to give back to the community. So times have allowed us to react. You know, yeah. now, you know, now we're in the virtual world. So we had to, you know, pivot again. So we've pivoted a number of times. Um, and we have, you know, clients, you know, our biggest client, you know, March of last year, they said, you know, I know we've been working with you every day, almost every week for 10 years, but now we're going to close for a while. And they're still closed. Mm. So, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, you always have to, you have to be thankful for today, but always you have to look ahead for tomorrow because you don't know what, you know, what's ahead. And this, this last pivot has absolutely been the, the craziest one we've had so far. I'm sure. And hopefully ever will. Yeah. Well, I know that your company is all about helping other companies build teams. Tell me a little bit about your team. Like, what do you guys do and your, what's the employee culture like at your own company there? It, I mean, we've always been kind of testers of our own product, you mm. know, because, you know, we've had the opportunity to do it. We've, you know, we've made ice cream. We've done improv. Uh, most recently, we did an online poker tournament. Um, so we're always looking for unique ways to to bring ourselves together because we are doing different things. You know, your marketing people are doing different things than the facilitators and the accounting people are doing different things from the salespeople. And it, you know, by bringing them together through our own activities, it actually educates them to be able to help sell the clients and entertains them um, as well. So, um, yeah, we're always doing something different. Yeah, we did a cooking thing for for a holiday party. We did a an interact interactive immersive show last year based in the 1940s for our holiday party. So we're always trying to even push the envelope with our own people. Mm-hmm. So when when these 
pivot moments, as we've been calling them uh, today, have happened in your journey, I guess, going throughout building this company. What advice would you give other CEOs or other entrepreneurs out there um, to encourage them when they come up against these kind of circumstances that you've had to pivot through? I guess, I mean, there's a reason people are entrepreneurs. You know, the people, you know, when I, when I started as an entrepreneur, it, it was, it's funny to see people now as entrepreneurs, my son or my, my, my kids or even the young people now, an entrepreneur you can do on the side. There are side gigs you can do and you can be very safe in the way that you start. You know, when I started as an entrepreneur, everyone's like, what do you mean you're leaving your job? What are you going to do? How are you going to get paid? How can you not do this? Well, I'm doing something on my own. I'm believing in myself. And it was different. People didn't do that. Mm. Now it's much more, much more natural. But, to, you know, to be on your own and to start a business and to trust yourself. Um, I started the company because I had something that I wanted to get done. I had a vision. I had something that I could see. Uh, I think for other entrepreneurs, they just have to believe in themselves mm. that, 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 you know, just because circumstances change does not mean the idea has to change. It just means the idea has to adapt. Um, and you know, I think I'm, I'm living proof of that. And many, I'm sure many people that you've talked to have had very similar stories. You know, there's a, there's a fork in the road and, you know, you, you choose a way. Mm-hmm. And ideally, if you choose the right way, then you continue your journey. If you choose the wrong way, you stop and you'll more than likely dust yourself up and start again. Yeah. What tips can you give them for leading a team through that kind of pivot? I think what people, I used to believe that people were in it because of, of my ideas, but they're not. They're, they're more in it of, of, of they, they like to have a purpose. They like to do something that gives back. They like to do something that that's more meaningful in their lives. So I think instead of telling them why I want to, you know, to, to move this way, I have to, lead them in the way that benefits them. So during the pandemic, you know, we did everything we could to make sure we could keep our people, to, that we could um, you know, work with the government, you know, whether it be the loans or whether it be unemployment, and just find ways to keep everybody, you know, have their best interests at heart. And when I had their best interests of heart, at heart, then they, then they in turn repaid by working hard and seeing my vision and how I thought we could get out of it. Yeah. What, what do you think, why do you think fun is so important to try to kind of infuse into employee culture. Well, it's not necessarily fun. It's it's it fun is, is is a byproduct of it, but it's play. Sure. You know, when we were young, you know, at recess, I mean, you just played and have had fun and just did things that were just came natural. And I think the older you get and the more life throws at you, the less fun, the less play you have. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what we have is is based on playing together. And when you're playing together, you can learn together and and build that trust that I think you need to in a company to, to get a team to work and to, to reach goals and to, you know, to build something together. Yeah. Well, uh, before we go, I do want to give you a chance to tell folks how they can find you, get more information, maybe even sign up their own uh, company or organization for, for some of these activities. How can they find you on the internet? You can find us on t- teambonding.com. I always thought, you know, I'll give Disney credit, you know, somewhere in, you know, in, 1999, 2000, I read an article, Disney was talking about team bonding. I'm like, that's a great word. You know, that's not too serious. It's not, you know, it's not training. It's fun. And team bonding, you know, has kind of been what's come out of this. So um, the internet is where people find us. And then um, once they talk to us, we have a, a chat bot and we have a sales team. And basically our job is to match up their needs 
with, with what we offer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. It sounds exciting. It sounds like it would be a great place to work, uh, kind of doing something different, a little bit different each and every day. Well, I'll tell you one um, quick story if we have another sec. So yes, please. The things that come in my door, the right now I'm working, you know, as we're going back to virtual events, one of the things that we brought to teams is the Hakka. Are you familiar with the Hakka from the New Zealand All Blacks? Yeah, it's like uh, the ritual. It's, it's like the, war, the warrior dance, right? Yeah, so yeah. right now I'm working on a, a pharmaceutical company that wants 14 of them, live events, you know, coming up to to, to in, encourage and to uh, to build their teams. And just the excitement of working in a company that we can create and solve problems like that in a fun and different way. Yeah, that's that's what I think attracts people to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I think it's a, a an awesome, awesome product that you guys are are working with over here. And I, I know the company is going to benefit. I know my own company looks for these types of opportunities uh, all the time, like mm-hmm. as employee culture is very, very important in our company. And I know it's a big, a big deal around the world. So awesome what you're doing. I want to thank you for sharing your story with us. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Well, thanks for your time. Thank you. And thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.